In Flakfontein, the case against two suspects arrested in connection with the gruesome murder of a Flakfontein family near Lanasia, south of Johannesburg, has been postponed to Monday next week in the Lanasia Magistrates Court. Now, they're facing seven charges of murder, while three charges of rape have also been added to the younger suspect. Now, both accused are allegedly foreign nationals. Seven people were killed in Flakfontein, including women and children, early last week. The victims were laid to rest at at a mass funeral yesterday in Peter Maritzburg in KwaZulu-Natal. A magistrate, Maggie van der Mavra, says evidence needs to be heard on why one of the accused deserves bail. And earlier, our reporter Gillian Pillay spoke to Community Safety MEC in Gauteng, Sizagele Nkosimalobane, and also the sister of one of the deceased, Ntabiseng Majola. We know that you have been quite instrumental in wanting this particular accused, especially accused one, to be apprehended. You, you, you were very emotional last week and you were very emotional again today. Yes, I'm definitely happy that at least we did um, arrest him alive. We did get him alive so that he can be able to tell us exactly what happened and why he did what he actually did. And I'm also happy that the old man, all along people, that he was being accused uh, unfairly, but through this particular uh, individual, he was actually linked to this particular murder. I'm now hoping for the best, which is justice that needs to be served in order for the community of Flakfontein and the family of uh, uh, the, the Cosa family to find closure. What do we know about the elderly gentleman or the elderly accused rather? What do we know about him? What we only know about him is that Dan was a, a, a partner to Tumbali. They've been together for a very long time, all, almost about 15, about 15 years. And uh, the only thing that surprised us is that after his disappearance after a, after his dis- disappearance of a week he came back in a very smelly house and the main bedroom being locked he don't ask questions he sleep in that house for more than three days and not without any questions and all of us we want him to answer to us why did he come back he saw that uh, he saw the the scent that was in the house he he, he felt the smell and and why didn't he ask the community and the neighbors to actually um, uh, assist him in opening the main bedroom and opening the, 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 the back room? Those are the answers that you are actually looking for from this man. As you can see, a real show of solidarity, not just by the community, but also by political parties. Very happy with how speedily this has happened. Last week, bodies were discovered. This week, we're in court. The community is happy that we listened to them. The reason why this man is here is because of the community. The information we got from the community and on how to find him. So the reason why they're happy is that at least the authorities didn't just dismiss the information that the community was coming uh, up with. They listened to the community and we managed to arrest this person. Still very difficult for the family. We see Teboho over there not even wanting to look at the person known, uh, known to them as Busisu, um, very difficult. It will be difficult for any parent. Remember, they will have lost uh, uh, his daughter, a daughter that was violated, terribly violated, not only killed, but terribly violated. And which father will ever look to uh, 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 the person that has done something like this to his, uh, to his angel?
Let's see if we can get some sort of comment there from Taboho, um, who is very emotional in the dock. I'm going to pass the MSC. Um, Taboho, just um, you're very emotional right now. You don't really want to talk. Up, honestly, what does it feel I like looking to... at this person who posed as a relative? Yeah, this guy is a monster. I don't want, like, I, 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 I can't talk, honestly. I don't know what to say. I don't know what to say. Can you talk to my sister, please? Tuboko is very emotional and that's understandable. What is it like seeing this gentleman who posed as a relative? Right now, it pains. We're trying to understand what happened and I don't even think he'll give us the answers that we're looking for. But the brutality too, we, 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 the brutality with, with which all of this happened. Like killing one, couldn't he stop with one? Even though they had maybe had fights with the elderly, but that's not a way to resolve everything, you know? And this just, it pains, and I don't think we'll ever heal now as a family and the family of Kwaza. It's going to take time, and we just want to know what happened. Tuboko calls him a monster. I do too. More than a monster. It's more than a monster, and... More than a monster. <sighs> I mean, he's worse than the devil himself, you know? If the, I mean, we've had stories about the devil, but this is actually more than the devil. How do you kill a two-year-old? And not just one two-year-old, two two-year-olds. And surely what they were asking him was, Uncle, please don't kill us. But he continued killing them. He planned it. He went and fetched those kids from the, from, from, from the crutch. What kind of a human being is that? This man is not a human being. He's actually an animal. And not just an animal, an animal that thrives uh, on killing human beings. If you could say something to Sbusisu, what would you say to him? I wish you could die a painful death. Seeing him alive kills me because we're going through a lot because of him. And that was the voice of Ntabi Singh Majola, sister to one of the deceased, and before that, uh, the voice of Community Safety MEC in Gauteng, Sizagele Nkosi Malubane. Our reporter Gillian Pillay has been tracking the story for us, and we cross over now to Gillian. Uh, Gillian, uh, good afternoon. It has been very eventful and very emotional, emotionally draining in that courtroom today. But if you could just take us uh, through uh, the proceedings as far as the legalities go. A very good afternoon to you, um, Sakina. Yes, very, very emotionally charged courtroom there. Um, a lot of community members wanting to get a first glimpse of this person who posed as a relative to the causas known as a Sisu Koza. Uh, um, we, we do now have his uh, correct name and surname, which is now uh, um, Ernest Mabaso. Um, and at, you know, with first appearances, it's very brief, Sakina. You get there um, as, as accused persons, and they establish, do you have legal representation? They also go through the facts of um, where have you been living. They, they, they basically confirm residential address, um, ID details, whether you're South African national or not. And um, then, then it's all up to your legal representative once you have secured once you have secured um, um, representation, to then uh, put those details before um, a magistrate, which was Maggie van der Merwe. The next step was whether they were going to abandon their bail bid or whether they were going to apply for bail. And there we, we heard that um, what, what many call the prime suspect in these very gruesome killings, 
um, being accused one has now abandoned his bail. But we will return here next Monday. We accuse two, the 61-year-old elderly um, um, suspect will uh, put a bail but forward. Um, and it's a, it, it's a very, uh, both of them face a scheduled six offense. And it's a very harsh offense in, in legal terms. Um, the onus rests now on them to uh, put reasons forward why it's in the interest of justice to be released on bail. So those factors from accused to um, Mr. Kupe, uh, the 61-year-old, those factors he will put forward before court next Monday. And then the proceedings were over. But we had an opportunity while waiting for the matter to be, to be called to, to have those conversations that you played earlier with the NEC and with the relatives. But very difficult, as you can imagine, Sakina, for the relatives to come again face-to-face with someone who they loved, someone who they trusted, someone who posed with their kids and their sisters and their, their mom on Facebook. Those pictures are still there under those two aliases. Um, and it, it is really shocking. Uh, we, we saw what had happened last week when these bodies were discovered. Um, quite shocking, quite horrifying and gruesome. Um, police up to today are still getting counseling because they had to remove the bodies and the families in quite a state last Wednesday when they had to identify those bodies at the mortuary. Mm. Um, but but as now, we'll be getting closer now, Sakina, to finding out why this happened, what was the motive. All that will come out um, before court when the trial starts. Gillian, as far as uh, the family members who are in court uh, today are concerned, did mm. they know of uh, these two men and uh, the relationship that they had with the deceased? Have mm. they met them at any stage? What are they saying? Well, we, we know that um, from, from the conversations that we had with the community particularly, um, accused to the elderly gentleman was in a relationship with the owner of that home. And from what we understand was that that relationship had somehow soured. Whether that was true or not will still come out in, in, in a court detail. Um, we understand that uh, now that that gentleman is Mozambique National and he somehow left the premises at some stage and returned before police had arrested him. We know that um, Mabasa, who is the first accused, had found the family on Facebook, whether he was roped in by accused too, is still to be revealed in a later stage. We found the family on Facebook, he convinced them that he was a, a, a relative or a child of one of the deceased, and he's been living with him since September. So I'm sure that the fathers, to, the fathers who lost children in this tragedy had, was aware of who the deceased was, was aware of who the second accused was. Um, they, the community knew them. They greeted one another. If, if you talk to the neighbors um, in our conversations with them, they knew exactly who this deceased was. And they didn't suspect anything when they were told that the causes had gone to Peter Madison with Sister Ailing Mother. Um, in, in, in a, in, in, just with Sister Ailing Mother. So the community says they didn't suspect anything untoward when they were given this version. But it Everyone knew the two gentlemen very well, Sakina. Mm. They aren't strangers to them. And as activists always say, when these crimes are perpetrated or perpetuated, it's normally by someone very close to the family. And here, 
we see that is a case in point, Sukina. And, and accused number one, who is the youngest suspect. Mm. Now, uh, we understand that there were two Facebook profiles under mm. which he went by. Mm. And mm. Um, we also hear that uh, there were rape charges added. Mm. Is that to mm. him? And um, if so, you know, has the court established what his real name is? Who is this guy? So his real name now is Ernest Mabasso. If you look on Facebook, you will find a, a Vusi Mabasso, but you'll also find the exact same profile as Sisu um, Ernest Koza. So he's, he used, he, he dabbled between those two profiles on Facebook. His real name now is Vusi Ernest Mabasso. Apologies, Ernest Mabasso. He's 27 years old. And um, as you said, Sakina, the court um, now will try and piece together who played what role. You asked me now about rape charges. He faces, accused one, faces three counts of rape. And we understand it was with, remember there were four children of, of that four, three of them were possibly um, brutally raped. And what I had discovered, I think yesterday, was um, that they were then beaten to death. So very brutal and graphic details there. And we also understand that he bought some knives at a spaza shop and used that in, in these crimes. Someone said that, that it seems like the next slit, um we also heard that there were some head injuries. We, saw, we also heard from the community that they saw police leaving the scene with an axe. So th- those kinds of things will come out in trial. But it's only accused one who was the younger suspect, 27 years old, who is being implicated in the theft, robbery, and those three counts of rape Sakina. Jillian, so much more to ask here, but we'll leave it there for the time being. Thanks so much for the update. Our reporter, Jillian Pillay, following that case since last week. And uh, very gruesome, and uh, those uh, details keep emerging. And someone asking here about the identity of the accused. Well, it is understood uh, that uh, the elderly suspect is of um, Mozambican uh, origin, and the other one, possibly Zimbabwean, Ernest Mabaso, uh, is his name as Jillian had pointed out there. So uh, we'll leave that one there. We'll read some of your comments after the news headlines. I'm so happy because now they found them. Now their kids are safe and the parents and the neighbors are safe. That's all I can say. No men are allowed to rape a woman without a permission or to touch any woman without a permission, including the children, especially the kids, the two years old, don't have the voice to talk. And uh, voices of some of the uh, community members from Flakfontein reacting uh, to the accused appearing in court in Lanasia this morning.